listeners. Welcome back to Down Bad So Sad. This is episode two, and I'm Victoria. I'm Anya. Today, we will be reviewing the movie Divergent. However, we did quickly want to mention that we're on Zoom. We're social distancing this week. So if our audio is a little off, that's the reason. Please don't cancel us. We're being safe. So, Anya, do you have any special announcements this week? Anything fun? Anything interesting? Did you know that if a squirrel jumps off a building, it will survive and not die? Guess squirrels that can is a, survive their terminal velocity. That is a good fun fact. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about divergence. I'm sure you've seen it if you uh, lived through the 2012 I'm sorry for having to, one, live through 2012 and two, seeing Divergent. I remember waiting for that movie to come out when I was like 13, just like counting down. See, I don't remember, I don't remember being sentient as a 12 year old. Like, I don't remember like being aware of what was happening as a child. I just remember like I did whatever was happening at the time. So I think that I saw Divergent, but I don't remember seeing it at all. Some of my... I feel like some of my earliest memories are from sixth grade and I vividly remember reading Divergent and then having it like blow up like two months later because of the movie. So everyone was reading it and then I got angry and gatekeepy. I read it first. I know I did. I'm not like other girls. You're not like other girls on you. I'm Divergent. <laughs> Divergent. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny fact for all our listeners, I told multiple people that we were doing Divergent this week. They all thought I said The Virgin. Um, one of them was my mother, so it was uncomfortable. So we're talking about Divergent, the Shailene Woodley movie. Yes. It came out. When did it come out? Let's take a look, see, Lou. Do a little Google. Came out in 2014. It did. Yes. Okay, so the movie came out in 2014. But the book was written in 2011. A good time for dystopian novels and movies. It really was. That was the genre. I cannot do anything dystopia or sci-fi anymore because I overdid it as a child. And just seeing it again like makes me physically sick. I completely agree. I think that they threw it at us as children, which is like, it's just too much all at once, too. So the basic summary of Divergent is that Triss, who's played by Shailene Woodley, lives in a futuristic world in which society is divided into five factions. As each person enters adulthood, he or she must choose a faction and commit to it for life. Triss chooses Dauntless, those who pursue bravery above all else. However, her initiation leads to the discovery that she's a Divergent and will never be able to fit into just one faction. Warned that she must conceal her status, Triss uncovers a looming war which threatens everyone she loves. Um, that summary is a little basic. I mean, it's right, but it leaves a lot out. I feel like that description wasn't the movie I watched. This movie has a pretty, I think it's a pretty good cast. It's a popular a cast. Of, yeah, pretty popular cast. A lot of well-known celebrities in here. Yeah. Um, Triss is played by Shailene Woodley. Um, yes. If you've ever seen Secret Life of the American Teenager. That's she how she came got from her start, isn't it? It is the worst show I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? It's horrible. It's so bad. The acting's horrific. Um, the writing is horrible. It really kicked off her book-to-movie her adaptation career, though. It did. It really did. And then Caleb, who plays her brother in the movie, is played by Ansel Elgort, which and also plays her love interest in a different movie. Yeah, in The Fall in Our Stars, Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort play love interest. So it was, it was very strange watching them be siblings in this. Especially if you were, I, fandoms were really, really popular when we were younger. If you were like in both fandoms, like I feel like that would have been really uncomfortable. I felt like I was back in the like, Cassandra Clare times it was like mm -hmm. siblings lovers who are they 
If you like Cassandra Clare, get out of my podcast. You're not allowed here. I mean, I'll, I'll have to leave. 12-year-old me <laughs> has left the chat. <laughs> it's my podcast now. Hey. <laughs> Stealing is wrong. <laughs> okay, so then we have the main love interest of this whole thing is played by Theo James, Tobias Eaton. I think that's a stupid name. Also known as Four. Because <laughs> he has four fears. And there's Jay Courtney, but he's, like, not important. I don't know who Jay Courtney is. Yeah, sorry, Jay, if you're listening. He's in Suicide Squad. And Terminator. Oh, really? oh, maybe that's why he looked familiar. And Insurgent, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a lot of... He's in a lot of popular movies. <laughs> yeah. He's a good actor, to be honest. Like, he played the part of, like, the evil douchebag really well. And then we have a lot of supporting characters played by yeah. Miles Teller and Zoe Kravitz. Kate Winslet's in this movie. Yeah, she is. She's no screen time at all and is arguably probably the most famous person in this movie. I cannot believe they got Kate Winslet to be in this movie. For and like then they. 10 minutes of total screen time. And she's so talented and so pretty. When she first came on screen, I was shocked. I had no idea she was in this movie. And then we have her mom and dad. They're also, they're not main characters, they're side characters, but they do play some role in the movie. They have less screen time than Kate. Do they have more screen time than Kate Winslet? There's that really long scene with her mom at the end. Yeah. I feel like this movie would have been better if they developed Kate Winslet's character a little more, because I'm sure she's more developed in the books, which, I mean, no, like, I've I, read, but I don't remember. When watching it, I wanted to know, like, why was she, like, the way she was? Yeah. Like, what in her past made her, like, so stubborn to can, to keep a, a strongly governed society? If and, that even, and even if they don't do that, they should have shown more with the rebellion happening like a subplot yeah. like the b plot line that they just never i did want to mention quickly that i think that if this movie would have come out today it would have been so much better because i think they would have cast it differently i think they would have put a lot more dedication into it and the fact that it came out at like the same time as the hunger games and the maze runner which are two movies that have really really good ratings um, I think it was a bad idea to come out at the same time because they obviously rushed it to be like, oh, everyone loves dystopian movies right now. Like, we should put this out. Yeah, they were definitely just trying to play up the market. And I feel like it ended up hurting them in the long run because this movie has it has 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, but it has like 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. It's not. Yeah. not they the hottest. And the plot's good. Like, the... The overarching plot is, like, it's a good story. I think they could have done more of it. I know the book is really popular. Like, I thought it was well-written, but I was also 12, so don't quote me. Really me. I thought everything was amazing when I was 12. I know. <laughs> don't be 12. Don't be 12. If you're 12... Stop ugh. being 12. Stop. Grow up. God. Stop. Just don't be 12 to 16. Just be 11 and then be 17 you have to do a lot of growing one year physically and emotionally a word from our sponsors do you like squishmallows i do too please give them to me i will not pay you can pay me and i will take them thank you that's my ad that makes me want to give you all of the things i own <laughs> it's really convincing how do you know how to do that I mean, I am, I am a PR major, so... You are. You are. I'm impressed on you. Let's talk about the plot. We open with an establishing shot of this dystopian city where everything is, like... Everything on the outskirts of the city is torn down. It's, it's roughed up, falling apart, grass covering all of it. And then we get into the main part of the city, which obvi is obvious that all the buildings are also kind of falling apart. Yeah, we see that there's a there's a giant fence surrounding the city, as there is in most dystopian movies. Yes. But this is a big fence, like big electric. You could not get over this thing. And it's obviously, they say everything outside of the city is destroyed and bad, and no one wants to go there. 
And yeah. inside of the city is the perfect utopia. Yeah, which, no. Yeah. Um, Classic dystopian. It does look good. I know, it is shot very well. And I think there's a lot of CGI in this movie that they did pretty really well. well. Yeah. I think the world building could have been better overall. Like, they could have described yeah. things. That is a problem with the script, though. That, yeah, that's a script problem. Um, it's like a random world, boat in the field. Yeah. The world looks like this, though, because they say that there was war that happened, um, but they never actually talk about like what the war was or why it happened or who was affected. or like They literally just say, like, because of the war. And they say it, like, twice. And they even they open with a with like a narration of Tris talking about what happened and I feel like when you have a voiceover like that you could make sure it's written better and have a little bit more information yeah and not just be mindless talking yeah so in this little narration she does mention that there is a war and that's why in the city and then that they have they're separated into factions which are abnegation which is the one she's in which is for people who are selfless and like to help others and then there's erudite for the people who are smart candor for people who are honest amity for people who are kind and like to farm i think dauntless for people who are dauntless they're the risk takers yeah they're risky Fearless. i think the one thing about these factions is they don't cover like a lot the basic human traits <laughs> like you can't and you can and you so can be easily so all yeah see you can so easily be like all of them at once like i would describe myself as like kind and smart so that already puts me in two different ones no you can in this world you can only be one yeah you can only be one thing and they hate people who refuse to conform or are unable to conform i also just think the factions it's showed at the beginning of the movie that like the factions are like people conform really really strongly to them so like the people yeah, I mean, who they have... were only kind they had nothing else to their personality and the people who were selfless like all the other factions referred to them as stiffs because they they didn't do anything except help others like they quote-unquote barely took care of themselves. they didn't eat meat they gave all of their food away to to the homeless factionless people. yeah the factionless which are a group of factionless people who just live in the streets which makes no sense to me because if you're going to claim that you have like this amazing government and this utopia why would you have homeless people when you could so easily house them too like that was also never explained like why did you have homeless people because it wasn't like they didn't have food or they didn't have shelter no that's true doesn't say that but then there's homeless people for no reason. Like, why are they homeless? For fun? <laughs> it was weird, but... Could, I don't understand why you could be homeless. That Just is not what I was saying. Get a job. <laughs> I am Ben Shapiro, and I approve this message. Because jobs didn't even, like, exist in this world either. They no, just, they do. It's like, they, it, like, the... They did to an extent. Like, it wasn't... No, like, they do. Even when they go to Dauntless, they're like, your training will decide what job you get put in. But from the way I perceived it, it's like they didn't have jobs the way we do, like where we're like, we go, we find a job, we can switch jobs, we we go, we have like a nine to five and we're off on the weekends. Like, it's not like that. Yeah, it's more of a position that you're assigned to. Yeah, and it kind of seems like a higher up at any moment could kind of come and just be like, go do this now. Yeah. And you, like, it wasn't like. It's very hierarchical. <laughs> hierarchical. <laughs> Hierarchy? <laughs> Harky, harky. It is very much that word. It's very structured in a leadership triangle. It is. But then, so because of these factions, when you hit a certain age or like a certain year or something, I, I don't think it says that either, um, you have to take this aptitude test. And it determines like based on your inner thoughts and like the way you work, it puts you in or it tells you where you're supposed to be. But they still give you the right to choose where you want to be. Yeah, so when Tris goes to take this test, they, like, strap her into this chair, and then it's, like, a simulation. So hers was, like, it's, like, trippy. So she, like, goes into the simulation, and she sees, like, a million copies of herself, like, in this mirror, and all of a sudden there's this dog, 
and she has the choice between like a raw piece of meat and a knife i think she's supposed to like the dog is aggressive and she's supposed to figure out how to like defend herself yeah but she doesn't do any of those she tames the dog doesn't she and then the dog gets aggressive again and then she throws herself at the dog to like tackle it and then she wakes up yeah that was the wrong answer she's divergent (laughs) so the lady wakes her up and is like i put what is it abnegation yeah i wrote down abnegation she goes you're gonna go home you're gonna tell everyone you got sick she said don't tell anyone about this but she won't explain really anymore she's like you have to leave now i think these aptitude tests are really cool i think the idea that you can see into someone's head like doing during the sim- simulation is that also terrifies me it's terrifying but it's so interesting and i think the way they handled it was really weird i mean she was probably just the like Maggie Q is the actress who plays this woman and I think she was just trying to protect Tris because I mean we find out later that the society is trying to hunt down and kill divergence because they are a threat to the system yes so I mean if Tris never found out then and I get that I just thought it was weird that she didn't try to explain anything to Tris or give her any like tips on like what she should do like she does that later in the movie and it's like why why didn't you just do it in that moment very quickly like, she acted as if people were coming into the room, but, like... Oh, yeah, but they weren't. Like, they there, was no, there was no, like, immediate threat. Exactly. So why... And, like, why bother sending her home? Like, they couldn't... Like, no one else could see what was in Triss's mind. I know. She literally just could have been, like, you tested abnegation. Good job. Yeah, and like, Triss would have been, like, okay. Like, she I mean, was, she has no idea how this test works. Yeah. But suspense so yeah so she's she tests divergent and she goes home and tries not to think about it and then the next day they have the choosing ceremony which is who gives a little speech the the most beautiful woman shows up and gives the speech she's the she's well she's not the president she's like abnegation is the governing faction but um kate winslet is in the smart faction of the name i can't pronounce Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, she kind of, it's obvious that she wants to take over. Um, yeah. So there's, there's this choosing ceremony where everyone's name gets called and you have to go up, take a knife, slice open your hand, and then put blood in like each bowl. Blood packed. Or like in yeah. put blood in the bowl of the one you're choosing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's disgusting. Like, was everyone using the exact same knife? Um, because I don't think that's safe. Don't cancel me, but it kind of reminded me at church when everyone goes up and they drink out of the same, like, wine glass. You're kind of right. Like, it just, that always made it's, me uncomfortable. That was the worst experience of church. Like, I'm not going to go on a tangent about it because I I could talk about that for a while, but no, I'm not going to. If you want to see us talk about religious trauma, um, suggest a bad religious movie. Yeah, or email one of us. Yeah. DM us on Instagram, DMs something. are open. Wink. 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 We're actually both taken. Wink. <laughs> By each other. Yeah. Do you know Victoria and I are actually married? We did get married yesterday night. <laughs> It was a, I just said, do you want to get married? And she said, no. And then I was she like. She actually wrote it. We were playing Minecraft and she wrote it in Minecraft blocks. And she said, do you want to get yeah. married? And I said, okay, dude. Made it happen. It was romantic. On campus. Yeah. Got graders mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. And then we did married things. Like we had grocery store. High fives. Yeah. Um, we looked at the sky together. We shook hands. Business. But that was a little too much for me, the shaking. Was, yeah. Go a little slower. Um, I mean, we did just meet last week. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it was a little too much for me, but I'm into it. We'll get along later in life. Yeah. I mean, we'll grow together. We have like 80 years left with each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so. Caleb, her brother, out of nowhere, decides to choose Smart People Town. 
smart people town and this shocks the parents are like whoa what and then immediately after tris has to go and she like this scene takes way too long she walks so slowly up there and i get it you're building suspense but she looks dumb so the whole time i was just thinking this girl looks like an idiot so that was my thought but i mean i have issues i think shailene woodley is a bad choice i was gonna say i think she's a a talented actress but i think she was not the right choice for this role i agree i think she can be used well in things that suit her but this was just not it and i get the point because they wanted her to seem unsuspecting but she seemed a little bit too soft yeah and she she kind of looks like she has like very like fairy features if that makes sense like her face is very like small but like angular like she's very short she's so so tiny um which is not like there's nothing wrong with that and i think people who look like that can still be yeah they can still be badass but it just shailene woodley didn't quite deliver it the way that i wish it would have personally i was talking to someone else about this just like divergent like the books in general like tris herself is such a bland character and Mm -hmm. shailene woodley she really brings out the bland yeah she really does which i think is really interesting that these characters inspired like us like women to be like I'm just like her, but we're, I'm not like, she's not like other girls, which means I'm not like other girls. But then every single person who watched this movie or read this book was like, I'm like her. Yeah, and I mean, so I just, she... That's so funny. She did inspire, like, I mean, all the books that I read as a child and all, like, the strong female protagonists that inspired me to be, you know, a strong, independent woman. But when you go back and you look at them, I'm like... They like, weren't anything. They're not that impressive. I feel like the reason that they came alive so much is like the fan, the fandom and like yeah. ourselves brought them alive. Like we put our traits into them. We were like, yeah, but that's a tangent. Anyways, anyway, she so, Dauntless. yeah, she picks Dauntless and she has to um, jump on the train because that's how Dauntless get from place to place. They jump on a moving train. Yeah. While it's moving like super fast. Yeah. They have to run, jump. Because they're crazy. They're wild. Crazy wild. And then they have to jump off the train across a little chasm and onto the roof of a building. It's just unnecessary danger. Like, you think human instinct would kick in at some point and they'd be like, hey, we don't have to do this. We could just get on the train. When I was a child, I used to play Dauntless Train and I would have my cousins, like, they had a golf cart and they would drive the golf cart and I would run really fast and jump on the golf cart. Well, I knew that that sounds so dangerous. (laughs) I'm somehow still intact. I would not, I'll do that. Yeah, if you're any, if you're a child listening to this or an adult listening to this, be safe. Play Dauntless Train. Don't play Dauntless Train. Play Dauntless Train. I also played Hunger Games. I played Hunger Games. I would go in the woods <laughs> up behind my house with my best, with one of my best friends as a kid, and we would play the Hunger Games. And I'd be like, "We have to stay in this tree all night." And she'd be like, "Victoria, let's go inside." And I'd be like, "Eat this leaf." <laughs> I was much more into it than she was. I know. I was always very into all of these games. That's why I'm so imaginative now. Yeah. To a literal fault. (laughs) Could not at all be the source of any of my mental illnesses. No, not at all. Escapism? Not me. What? (laughs) So anyway, so she gets out of this train and she jumps onto the roof and then they have to jump again into a hole in this building. And they're like, oh my god, who's going to do it first? And she's like, I'll do it. And they're like, oh right. my god. Now they're like, this tiny little woman. I know. They also, they make a joke here where he's, she takes off her jacket and Peter um, Oh, is I wrote like, this down. Yeah, Peter's like, take it off, stiff. And then he's like, ugh, put it back on. <laughs> I, thought this, I thought this line was so funny. So this is where we meet um, Triss's future lover, Four. He immediately is an and he's he's so mean i don't think he's mean i think he's just in charge i just thought it was hot <laughs> i didn't think he's hot i mean i can't decide if he's hot i look at him I'm like no offense to you theo james i'm just confused like i when you just glance at him you're like oh he's hot yeah the longer you stare at him it's like is he i don't know i completely agree like i literally completely agree like the more i would look at him i'd be like i don't think i'm attracted 
I also, I did he have an accent? Like, in real life, is he, he like British. Canadian? I think or he British? is British. His voice at some points in the movie, he did a very good job at concealing his accent. That is not all I'm saying, but his voice was so deep. And I was like, he, I was like, I know that's not an American accent. I was like, I, there's no way. Yeah. Anyway, is but, he hot? Is he not? I don't know. Maybe we'll have a poll. Maybe, I have a very specific so. taste in men, though. Yeah. Jamie Campbell Bauer, Cody Fern. Looking at you guys. My taste in men is Santa Claus. <laughs> so we meet four. Wait, wait. How old is four? I was going to say that because Tris has to be young. She's 16. Four, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out 23. I was going to say, yeah, he looks 22. And I mean, if you're going to like have a love it, like it's fine that he's like older. Like just make her 18. Like it's not that hard. It makes also, sense too. Like when they turn 18. That would make sense. But I also think it's weird because he had like authority over her. So even if she was 18, it'd still be a little iffy. Because she didn't know anything and he like taught her. Yeah. So it's not great. Power imbalance. Yeah. Another conversation. Yeah. But I, in my opinion, I think Ford was really, really mean at the beginning of the movie. Unnecessarily mean. And I get it because he's supposed to train them. He's supposed to toughen them up. He's supposed to create soldiers like, Dauntless is, like, the nation's soldiers. They're their police. So, I A-cab. get it. Yeah, right? I was about to say that, but like, am I allowed to say that? A-cab, uh, Dauntless. A-cab, Dauntless, A-cab. Wait, A-dab, oh. A-dab. All A-dab. Dauntless are bad. I think you mean, personally. Um, and I was this not kind paying of attention. Brings... I was not paying I that think... much attention. I was trying to figure out yeah. if he's hot or not. It's like that episode of The Office, Hillary Swank, but I, but it's Theo James. You have a good point there. Yeah. Maybe that's how we'll start our polls. This this part where she shows up at Dauntless, this starts like a 40-minute training sequence where... It never ends. It never ends. Like, the entire movie was just basically a training sequence where I nothing think- was happening except fighting, but not in like a fun Marvel way, which... It's a different conversation because is that really fun? But it was in a way where she just was like hitting punching bags. I think it would have been better if they had interspersed the training with more like other stuff going on. This is where okay. they could have developed the B plot line, which is that the erudite are trying to overthrow the abnegation government. And I feel like if they had interspersed like training with more of like Kate Winslet's parts, which I mean don't exist. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, like, if they had, like, added some of those or, like, written those in, it would have been a better movie and it would have had a better effect. I fully agree. Let's rewrite this movie. I mean, I'm still working on Pineapple Hands, so. <laughs> We're writing a movie called Pineapple Hands. We'll talk about that another day. Yeah, you'll see it in theaters in a couple years. Don't worry. Yeah. Pre-order now. But- this is definitely where they should have done more world building. Um, they did it like a little bit, but all of it was just like they went to like these dark, like dank cave places and like got tattoos. <laughs> and the way that they tattoo is so it was so interesting to me. They put like a like a little box over where they want to get their tattoo and it just like electrifies. I thought this was so interesting that their technology was so advanced, but everything looks like shit. It does. I mean, that's probably the case for most dystopian. Most, like, dystopian movies are exactly like that. And I think it's so interesting that, like, none of them had phones. Like, okay, when they, like, leave to go to, like, when Tris leaves to go to Dauntless, she never gets to contact her parents again. Like, that's the rule. It's like, why don't they have phones? Yeah, and at one point she goes to, uh, she goes to visit her brother at one point in Erudite. And they have, gets like, back. the weirdest conversation. yeah. Tris is bad at being in Dauntless. She's horrible at it. She's getting, she's at, they have a ranking system and the people who are at the bottom get kicked out and they end up being homeless, which, why? I don't know. But it's a new rule. Yeah, it's a new rule because the guy's a horrible man. Um, but she, she ends up getting her shit together. She pulls herself up. She, there's the whole redemption arc that happens through the, 10 year long 
um <laughs> training sequence well it happens when they they play capture the flag so they all go and this just kept reminding me of the percy jackson capture the flag thing i mean they're still very different but mm-hmm. they go like to a kind of like abandoned part of the city and they split up into two teams and this happens when they're trying to kick Triss out of Dauntless because she gets beat up in a fight one day, like, really bad. And she's like, no, I'm still going. So she, like, escapes the hospital and goes and, like, jumps on the train and plays Capture the Flag and ends up winning the entire thing. Yeah, and Four is very impressed with her behaviors. He's he's like, wow, she's, she's not like other girls. She's strong. She is. Different. Um... I feel like she's, like, so juxtaposed as weak and strong at the same time. Right? It's so confusing. Because I would not describe her as, like, a brave person. I would describe her as an impulsive person. And her impulsivity comes out as brave. I would wholeheartedly agree. And I also feel like the romance between her and Four is rushed. But I, that's mm-hmm. just, again, a result of bad writing because I feel like it's more developed in the books. I think they had chemistry to some ex- to some extent, like it's the way not really explored at all. Yeah, like it's not; it's really not. But this brings us to the part of the movie that I think is the main plot line, which is their fear landscapes. So, for the second part of Triss's Dauntless training, she has to do this thing called a fear landscape, where they put you under like this like anesthetic and it knocks you out it's like the simulation thing from the beginning um but it induces like your worst fear there's usually like four or five of them and you have to learn how to get through them and this sounds unbelievably traumatizing to me i would be scared i know victoria what would be in your fear landscape um i think it would probably be like sharks or water would definitely be one of them i love i love sharks but um, I am scared of being eaten by one. Maybe something with camels. Just thought of that. Don't know why, but I feel like I wouldn't like it if I was near. Hold on. That outside, oh. that fucking grabbing of that motorcycle, that's my fear landscape, and I'm living it right now. Yeah, right? I can hear from my room, too, which is not yeah. even on the first side of the road. No, I think my fear landscape would have um, the Venezuelan poodle moth. The what? The Venezuelan. <laughs> The Venezuelan poodle moth. <laughs> my my ex was obsessed with the Venezuelan poodle moth, which I think should have been red flag number one. Moth or mop? Moth. Like the moth. little flappy animal. Yeah. Insect. Oh no one Google that. <gasps> oh no, don't Google that. I don't <laughs> you did you Google Venezuelan poodle moth? Thanks for a new nightmare. Yeah, my um, ex was obsessed with the Venezuelan poodle moth, and I'm... Your ex was weird. That is completely true. So am I. But weird in a way, like, cheat on you twice weird. Like, yeah, not a good yeah. type of weird. No, not a good... I feel like I'm a good type of weird. I'm a make-a-podcast-about-bad-movies type of weird. Exactly. Not cheat on you twice, get drunk every night. Kind of weird. You're, like, a not-like-other-girls type of weird. No, I'm not. Jane Austen is underground. She is. Throwback to our first podcast. In the fear landscape, Tris is too good at it. She gets out within minutes. It usually takes people, like, I think they said, like, 20 minutes to get through it. It took her three. Because she's, like, it's, like, when you're, just, like, you're lucid dreaming. Like, when you're dreaming, you don't realize it's a dream, but then sometimes you're lucid dreaming, and you're, like, oh, this is a dream. So that's basically what happens to her. She's, like, lucid in it, and she's, like, one point she gets like trapped in like a glass box that's filling with water and she's drowning she's like i can just break it she taps the glass it like shatters i think that was a really cool visual i agree i think this is my favorite part of the movie when she's in her fear landscape because i think it's the most interesting concept and i think it looks really interesting yeah and the cgi this is where the cgi really gets to shine it really does my only thing is that like how did you realize that every single time she saw like her reflection was a big thing Every time she sees her reflection, it brings her out of the the dreaming. Like, she realizes that it's not real. Which I thought was really interesting, because it's subtle. They don't explain it to you, which I I like. Because <laughs> this movie has a tendency to tell instead of show. But they don't do it with that, so I thought that was cool. 
Um, but four kind of starts to realize that she is divergent. Um, and he is too. He starts to realize and he's kind of questioning her about it. And he's a little strict about it and trying to help her. But um, she obviously also knows that he knows, but they haven't really acknowledged, they don't really acknowledge it at first. And they do end up acknowledging it um, when back to when Tris goes to see her brother. So she goes to Erudite to talk to her brother, who's a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. He's like, Erudite should be in charge. And she's like, well, whatever. And she, there's a weird scene where like Janine corners her. And I think it's just the worst scene of the movie. It's like, there's no, um, like when you shoot a scene of dialogue, you're supposed to do like, like over the shoulder shots and things. And I, that scene did not have any. It was it like, had like, extreme close-ups of like each of them just flipping back and forth which i mean may like dramatic effect but every single yeah. one of those had like a like a ken burns where it would like zoom in <laughs> so you just flip back and forth and they're just zooming in every time and i'm like what am i watching it was not good but kate winslow was in it so that occupied my brain for a while so when she's coming back to dauntless after that, there's an assassination attempt by a bunch of the other, it's like three of the like, Dauntless boys, also like the rookies, who realize that she's like so good at the fear landscape that she's a threat to their place on the chart. So they try to kill her. And then Tobias saves her. And then they like go to his room and they like don't do anything, but they just, you know, go to bed, wake up the next day. Yeah. Um, so she's obviously starting to get a lot closer to four. So like, that's where they start developing the relationship part. Um, but it's a little weird because right before this, they didn't even remotely get along. Yeah. I honestly think they were just sexually attracted to each other. Like there's not a Uh, lot. I feel like, I feel like in the books, which I mean, I don't remember, but I feel like in the books, it's better developed. I mean, there's also the whole enemies to lovers trope, which is. Yeah. Incredibly. Which I don't hate. I don't hate it. Okay, if you want a good, if you want a good enemies to lovers trope, book recommendation. Um, the Ruby Red series, really good, amazing enemies to lovers trope. She's getting closer to four, and he realizes that she is not going to pass her fear landscape when it's performed in front of everyone, because she is too good, and they're going to know that she's divergent. Because for some reason, um. Kate Winslet's character like comes and watches them while they do their fear landscapes. Terrifying. Yeah. So like it's this whole big thing. And I don't really understand why, but it's fine. But um to be judged, I guess. Yeah. To get to get ranked, to get judged. But so she is not gonna pass. So four decides that he is going to take her into his fear landscape and teach her how to solve her biggest fears as if she was from Dauntless. And then this is Which where I we realize that his name is Four. His nickname is Four because he has four fears and they are yes. drowning, heights, his father. Enclosed spaces. Yes. Yes. She kind of learns here that like she needs to conform to Dauntless to the best of her ability. I think this is where Triss does all of her growing, to be honest. Like, I don't think all of the training sequences where she was getting like physically better at fighting like mattered at all like I think this is where the plot mattered yeah because even though she was getting physically stronger just mentally she wasn't there yet and this is where and she was so small that if she would have physically fought someone she wouldn't really have beaten them anyway which we have seen twice in two scenes where she has to fight people and gets absolutely destroyed absolutely destroyed I have to talk about the makeup scene the makeout scene the makeup scene they go and they do makeup it's just a james charles video (laughs) so this is where the movie turns into a james charles video so after they go into four's fairy landscape you know they had a little trauma bonding moment and they go back to his room and they realize oh we really like each other so you know they kiss that's about it and they go to bed (laughs) yeah she's she kind of stops him like they start kissing then he stops them and she's like i want to take things slowly and he was like okay and like that was it which was I thought was really nice. I think it was like, really nice. It's refreshing because I feel like in a lot of young adult things like TV shows and movies and just, you know, also books. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was refreshing because in a lot of young adult media that were shown, 
especially things like you know euphoria and riverdale Mm -hmm. it's a lot of impulsivity and it's like it's not the real and like a lot of it isn't a real teenage experience Mm -hmm. i feel like you have to be very it's showing you a very like to be a teenager you have to be very impulsive and reckless where like in this moment tris kind of takes ownership of herself like she knows what she wants and where she's at in her own development which i think is a very good message for young adults i completely agree i think it was just a nice representation of real life and i also really liked that they didn't have four make a big deal out of it like he wasn't like oh okay yeah or like like, like he didn't overreact it. he didn't overreact he didn't underreact he literally was just like okay cool and then like next scene like obviously it didn't happen just like that but like it wasn't this big deal like it wasn't like a plot line in the movie which i think was respectable especially for being what 2014 yeah i mean it was written in 2011 like the book and that's what happens in the book yeah so that i think that's pretty respectable i mean insurgent is a whole different story but yeah the morning after they kind of wake up um they uh what's his name the morning after they wake up four is like i want to show you something and so he kind of sneaks tris over to this area and he shows her all of the the smart nation um erudite thank you (laughs) is like taking all of their like computers and all of their tech and is like stealing these things and four is like yeah it's control serum and i'm like that was just dropped so weirdly why was this not set up earlier? Where yeah. did control serum? Yeah, they're like bringing in vials of control serum, which we see like after Tris takes the the test in front mm-hmm. of um, Janine, like she does great, like good job. Mm-hmm. So, and then they start injecting everyone with this control serum and oh my God, suddenly the training sequence is over and we're now invading abnegation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the erudite are invading abnegation using the Dauntless as their mindless drone soldiers and everything has gone to hell and you're probably thinking whoa that changed really fast i feel like you guys are not explaining something no No. that's literally how it happens like it's literally like in the next scene like they all get they tell them that they're tracking that they're putting in trackers in them and they inject everyone it's like the vaccine no just guys just kidding please get the vaccine if you've ever eaten food from one main cafe don't worry about what's in the vaccine (laughs) um but so they inject everyone with quote unquote trackers and they, they get everyone. Um, and Tris kind of notices what's happening. She's like, oh my God, I have to find four. But then the next, the next scene, yeah, the next scene, they're all going to bed and Tris wakes up and everyone is like a drone. Like everyone's getting dressed and Tris is like, what's going on? And they start to look at her weirdly. And so she's like, shit. So she catches on really quickly um thank god because i think she, lady yeah i don't think she's been suddenly this, yeah right um <laughs> and so she catches on and she starts to follow everyone and just do what everyone else is doing and eventually finds four and he's also since they're both divergent this tracking serum or control serum like did not affect them at all um but and they, they they see some some guys walking around. He's like, what's going on? What are you guys all doing? And he's divergent. And they're like, oh, my God, that guy's divergent. And they just shoot, shoot him dead. Yeah. So, so obviously, anyway. I threat. So they go to abnegation um, with everyone. And they start shooting people and start, like, rallying them into, like, groups. And they're eventually, they're eventually going to try to kill every single person in abnegation yeah um and and the are their their drones to do it yeah and then tris and four are exposed as divergence by um mr j courtney (laughs) i don't remember his name um Um, but and then then he's like what are you gonna do tris shoot me and she's like my god stop saying that and she shoots him wait what he does shoot him doesn't he wait how is this someone she's like (laughs) the way i remember it's the way i remember that happening was the jay courtney or whatever his name was is like stops for and is like making fun of him he's like oh look you were so strong before and look now you're just a mindless drone and then 
he stops and he's like staring at him and the other guy was like do you think he's a, a, a do you think that he's a divergent and he's like let's find out and he like puts his gun to force head and he's like say goodbye asshole and then tris is like goodbye and then goes to shoot him and then they are all like holding their guns yeah and then don't they underestimate they say something about like how they're they're like you're not gonna do anything stiff yeah you're right people yeah. keep underestimating that she'll actually shoot them this, which this I line funny. occurs three times yeah they're like you're not gonna you're not gonna shoot me like why do i have to worry you're not gonna shoot me and she's like oh my god stop underestimating me and then she shoots them yeah she shoots she eventually shoots someone because she's just annoyed that he's like you're not gonna shoot me there's kind of this whole like unnecessary like okay it's not unnecessary but like it's not worth talking about where her mom comes and finds her and is like let's go find your dad with the rest of the abnegation hiders and her mom dies and it's not it's kind i think the acting like shailene woodley's acting was really really on spot here but the problem was the writing didn't make it that we cared about her family at all yes so when we saw her mom die we were like okay like that sucks but like let's just get back to the plot because like I know. And then getting back to the plot, Tris uh, winds up in, well, they take four. So they're like separated at this point. And Tris winds up in Janine's office, Kate Winslet. Hey, hey. And so Kate Winslet has successfully like droned up four now for some reason. And she sends four after Tris, you know, like the lovers kill each other. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Tris is able to snap four out of it. And then they like, start shooting all of um janine's like henchmen and then janine's like you're not gonna shoot me and they're like fine we're not gonna actually shoot you janine but they find a extra bottle of control serum and they inject it into janine and make her shut down the entire thing yeah which was way too easy i know the end (laughs) like somehow all of the other people are gone like all of like the people that were alongside her they're just beaten up so bad i guess they're all gone there was no other guards i guess that were there i mean there are and they're like coming at the end but none of them were there yeah yeah and like we see them like running towards the room on the security camera yeah prison four are fleeing and they run away and they take the like remaining abnegation um government with them and they jump on a train together you know dauntless fashion yeah and they're like, what's going to happen now? And they're like, I don't know. The world has changed forever. The end. Movie. Yep. You're probably thinking, that's the end of the movie? That makes no sense. And you'd be correct. I mean, it's a trilogy. So. It's a trilogy, and I get that. But I just, especially if it's a first book and you don't know if it's going to take off. Like, I feel like most first books don't do that. Like, I'm thinking from experience, like, the hunger games like it still ends like obviously there there's more role wrap it up yeah the the first book is wrapped up there is a conclusive ending to the first book like they wrap it up and i just think it's weird that even though they're expecting a trilogy that you don't wrap up your first movie because you don't know what's going to happen yeah so okay so anya what was your what's your overall thought and your ranking of this movie i think this movie was good for people who read the book if like if you were a like young teen who was a fan of the Divergent series, I think you would enjoy the movie. I think it filled. I think the book, I think this movie is based on the assumption that you've read the book because mm-hmm. there's a lot of gaps in the movie that the book fills in. But if you just completely separate from the book, this movie fell short in a lot of areas and should have done more in terms of world building and just like complexifying the story with like giving more attention to the B storyline. I completely agree. I think that overall, this movie was enjoyable for the most part. Like, I never caught myself while I was watching it, like, oh my god, I wish I wasn't watching this. I'm completely miserable. I'd rather be doing anything else. Like, it's still, it's not amazing. And I think the fact that it came out, like, at the same time as The Hunger Games and other dystopian movies wasn't great for it because it's hard for me not to compare them because like I think the Hunger Games was an absolute masterpiece um and I'll probably go watch it after we're done with this (laughs) but I think overall the movie was it was okay it was slightly entertaining um I just think it obviously has a lot of like technological problems that like would keep me from being 
actually interested in like seeing the sequel like I have no interest from seeing the sequel yeah and I mean Insurgent itself is worse than Divergent just like the story so even as a kid I never saw the sequel like I never watched the second movie and I didn't really even have the want to which I think especially since I was a kid like that is not a good look I don't remember if I saw Insurgent also probably not a good look because I don't remember yeah exactly so like obviously it wasn't good enough to even remember okay now we're gonna rate it so as you know from our last episode if you're a loyal listener that one episode we're going to rate it in terms of kate winslet's pantsuits fuck yeah (laughs) victoria how many of kate winslet's pantsuits do you give this movie well i love kate winslet and i love a woman in a pantsuit but unfortunately, this movie was only five out of ten Kate Winslet pantsuits. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. Five out of ten Kate Winslet pantsuits. Yeah. A for effort. And that's the movie. Yay. What's up, baddies? So, as you know, we do a little game on this podcast after we absolutely destroy the movie that we watched and today we'll be doing two games victoria what are we doing today we will be talking about and possibly reading a blurb from a fan fiction slash slash novel that anya wrote as a child i was 11 um, that was loosely based off of movies like divergent from my knowledge Yes, all, like, every dystopian book. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm sure it will be fantastic. It's amazing. Yes, I haven't heard it yet, but I can't wait. Um, and then we will also be doing a BuzzFeed quiz. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Um, which Divergent faction do you actually belong in? I haven't taken the quiz yet. I'm excited to find out. If I had to categorize myself right now, I would have to say candor because is that how you pronounce it yes because i think that i i think that i'd like to be honest even when i shouldn't necessarily which and not in like a bad way not in like where i'm a mean person way but in a way where it's like i value honesty and other people and in myself um but if i wasn't candor i would be dauntless because i'm not like other girls what would you be on well when i read the divergent book back when i was about 12 mm-hmm. i always identified most closely with erudite for some reason i was a nerd i'm also i'm also a ravenclaw so oh really i'm a slytherin dang yeah i I like power it makes our marriage interesting it does we have an interesting (laughs) dynamic who cooks the dinner who wears the pants you'll never know (laughs) that's for next week (laughs) um (laughs) So, would you like to start with the fan fiction, or would you like to start with the quiz? I would like to start with the quiz. It's okay. a good segue. I mean, my my Wattpad username at the time when I had uh, posted this fan fiction on Wattpad, also, don't try to find it. It is privated. At the time when I posted it, my um, username was erudite underscore. So, mm. let's, let's challenge myself. So, we're going to take this, this BuzzFeed quiz now. It's called, Which Divergent Faction Do You Actually Belong? So... The first question is, what color do you wear the most? Black, red, white, blue, gray, or whatever's cheapest? Black. I would say probably also black. I'm not wearing any black right now, but the answer is black. (laughs) Pick a phone app, text, Instagram, Google, Facebook, quiz up, and weather. Why would you pick weather? I am a whore for the weather app. I'm going to pick Google, I guess. My favorite app, text. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to pick text. I'm going to pick Google. Oh, so the next question, <laughs> there's been an issue. It's pick an emoji. However, all of the emojis have disappeared. I'm assuming it's because iPhone has updated so I'm going to pick the third blank square. I'm going to pick the fourth blank square. It's calling to me. It's like tarot. That's a good choice. What do you value the most? Selflessness, kindness, revenge, honesty, bravery, and intelligence. 
You know, I see right through this question, BuzzFeed. Yeah, you're not slick, BuzzFeed. Good job. I guess I would say, what do I value the most? Um, I did say honesty earlier, so I feel like I'm kind of stuck with that. Uh, and I, but that's a good one for you to pick, so I'll keep it. And I might also say honesty. Yeah. So next question is, what's your sin? I'm not proud of it about this or anything, but um, I think mine would be greed. I think I'm gonna have to go with envy. It's calling to me. I'm not sure why. Can't make a case for it. Yeah, I can't make the other ones, but I mean, I'm thinking about Envy Adams from Scott Pilgrim. I was thinking about Brie Larson today from Scott Pilgrim. I think about, I think about Michael Sarah every day. Really? <laughs> Pick a TV show. Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Law and Order, Girls, HBO's Girls, Revenge. I got my mom just watched Revenge. <laughs> or I don't watch TV. The only one I've seen is Game of Thrones. I do like Game of Thrones, so I'm not mad that I picked that. I think I'm gonna go with Law and Order, which I haven't seen. I mean, I just think I like true crime, so I'm going with Law and Order. What are you guilty of? Telling lies to make people feel better, being blunt, acting before thinking, spending more time at your job than with friends, quitting too easily, or putting others' needs before yours. This is weird. This is a weird question. I might have to go with either... I'm between being blunt and putting others' needs before yours, and I think I'm going to have to go with putting others' needs before yours. That's also the one I think I'm going to pick. Because um, I don't think any of the other ones fit with me, except maybe also being blunt. But I don't think I'm that blunt. So look at us being the same person. Yeah. But what's your dream job? Lawyer, I just want a job. Volunteer work, doctor, police officer, or astronaut. My dream job out of these options would would be lawyer. As a child, I used to want to be a lawyer, but then I realized I cry every time I confront anyone. And I don't think it'd be professional to be crying in the courtroom. That sounds like a great album title, though. Crying in the courtroom. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with volunteer work. Yeah. It's important to make a difference. Yeah. It's going to put me in fucking abnegation. <laughs> Pick your poison. Beer, water, wine, tea, shots, coffee. Why is water a poison? It's my poison. Or should I go with tea? Oh, then uh, uh, water. I love water. Pick a superpower. Shapeshift, influence, influencing minds, super strength, teleportation, healing power, or reading minds. Hands down teleportation. Hmm. I think this one, it's better to just go with your gut. Like, don't think about it. Okay. It's between influencing minds and healing powers. I'm going to go with influencing minds. Whoa. PR. Yeah, right Pick a phrase you say the most. You look so nice. I dare you. I knew that. I know you're lying. Can you help me? I need help. A phrase that I would say the most is, I guess you look so nice. But I don't think I say so. I'd be like, you look nice. I think I might have to go with, I know you're lying because it sounds menacing and I feel like I feel like I can read people. I think put me in candor. <laughs> that's funny that you say that because I clicked it and I got candor. Um, I got abnegation. Candor is the faction dedicated to honesty and trust. If I was in abnegation, I, in the nicest way possible, would not want to be there. It's too conform. I mean, I went to Catholic school, and you know that was as much conformity as I could possibly stand. Right. I had to pretend to be a straight person for so long. I had to pretend to be happy. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god, apparently, I'm looking at the comments, apparently some people got factionless. Now that I think about it more, I think I would probably be in Amity now because I'm a little cottagecore bitch. Alright, Anya, read me uh, some- My time to shine. 
<laughs> okay, so welcome to my audiobook. Welcome to my audiobook if you want more than Mummy. Okay, so you're probably wondering, is this a fan fiction? I don't know how to answer that. I'm going to say I no, know. but if I published it, there would probably be some type of copyright issue. I took a lot of different aspects and elements and ideas from a lot of different dystopian things and slightly reworked them. So is it a fan fiction? Is it plagiarism? Is it original work? All of the above. It's like a, it's like a Venn diagram of those three things. <laughs> My... <laughs> But this this book would be in the in the center. So I wrote the story when I was I think twelve, fifth and sixth grade. Okay. Here's the beautiful cover. You can look at it. Oh, I wish all of you guys could see it. It's stunning. I had to um outsource for someone on Instagram to make me this cover. For free, or did you pay them? I think we had to do a shout out for shout out. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> so the title of this book. Are you ready? I need a drum roll. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so this amazing piece of literature is called Diverse. Oh my no. <laughs> that is not the title. Yes, it is. All right, here we go. Oh, no. Okay, so we're going to take this with a grain of salt and remember that I was 11. Okay. Incredibly well-written for that age. Yes, Uh, I don't doubt it at all. Here's a little blurb. Okay, the official Wattpad blurb of Diverse. Lena Marantz has always followed the ways of society, but when something awful happens and society may be to blame, she starts to have doubts. Lena is forced to tell the story of her life, trapped inside a glass box in front of a courtroom. Can she save herself? Lena finds her story might save her friends, others, and may just change her fate. And then I have a little quote, you know, because they have like books. They yeah. Have, like, yeah, like little, like quotes from other authors, like promotional quotes. And yeah. I have, this one's from myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, um, this book will pull you in like an octopus trying to pull you underwater forever. Smiley face, XD. I have <laughs> no words. I have, I have a lot of words and they're in this book. <laughs> they are. First of all, I think the idea is honestly entertaining. I know. That's why I'm saying like it steals a lot of stuff, but it still has original ideas. Yeah, like that didn't immediately remind me of any dystopian movie that I've seen. How do you want me to do this? Should I jump through it or should I? Um, just do whatever you feel at least is right. All right, so you can start with chapter one. My feet pound the sidewalk. My heart is racing. I hear the faint whoosh around me. The air gets colder. The place gets sadder. My soul is rising up. Into the woods I race. Passing trees, jumping logs, splashing through creeks, I race to safety. The questions race through me. Why did they find me? Why here? I come across the I come upon the clearing that I passed many times. I run faster. Ah I scream and fall into the ground. My face is scratched and bleeding. The air has gotten colder. My sweat freezes to my face. I shiver. The ground is as cold as ice. I pick myself up and gasp. The trees have suddenly all died. The grass is covered in snow. It is too late. There is no hope now. I pick myself up and go stand on a flat rock in the center of the clearing. I lift my hand and wait for their arrival. Lena Morins. <laughs> Did you like the voice? No? Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. I'm, in, the, I'm encapsulated. I want to hear more. The empty dark voice says coming out of nowhere. You are hereby under arrest of the Seventh Order. You have broken 13 laws, committed 13 oh, crimes against our government. I shiver, and then the official lives his hood. That's chapter one. Wow, you really pulled us in. Um, I love how every line is indented. It's like a whole another, like every line is a whole another line. That's so funny. I like. I really said type a sentence, hit enter. <laughs> I think the story is really creative for someone who's 11, like exponentially like thought out and creative for someone who's young. Um, I think the writing, like, honestly wasn't bad, for, especially for the age you were at. 
very much like sentence and then sentence action 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 but like yeah probably right now so who's the i know i feel like it's very direct but how i write now i just write in metaphors yeah so like it's interesting i liked the line where you said all the trees have died i was like that's interesting i was thinking kind of thinking like dementors <laughs> I I got that, that was kind of the vibe yeah guy's voice i was like harry potter harry potter for someone who like only read the first four harry potter books like don't cancel me but yeah very strongly as we're seeing a lot of harry potter right now it will shift into the fault in our stars in a little bit that's a very big (laughs) shift in tone yeah should we talk more about my book what do you want to know um give me like what what's the last thing that happens in the book where does it end? I want to know. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not finished. It's like half finished. Every once in a while, like th- like in like three year increments, I'll go back and write a chapter. So in your head, where where does this where, where does this book end? I have no idea. This is a good question. I think I ended up there getting kidnapped and like they're drugged out in a train. Jesus. But if you <laughs> but if you read the book, that's it's not. It doesn't seem like it's going there. So it's very action e okay good job anya well i hope you guys enjoyed our episode this was down bad so sad i'm victoria i'm anya and we hope you little baddies enjoyed our show (laughs) please don't cancel me from the internet you can cancel me i'm done with it i've been on it um so that about is it all yeah that's it tune in next week for a fun episode we don't know what we're doing yet but i'm sure you'll love it yeah why are you still listening oh my god go away yeah literally geez it's we're literally not gonna stop talking until you get out of here yeah go away be gone we love you stop your mental health we're just gonna sing now ready we're gonna scream ready one two three Great harmony. <laughs>